After a long week off, it is finally, once again, game day here in Dallas, Texas. The Stars will be matching up with their division rivals from Nashville, our good friends, the Predators. And on today's show, I'll be joined by Ann Kimmel of Locked On Predators to talk all about this matchup. We'll catch up with what's going on with Nashville, talk about the Dallas Stars a little bit, and then, of course, give our predictions and overall thoughts for this matchup. All of this coming up on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars, and it is Wednesday, February 9th. After what has felt like an eternity with the All-Star break in between, we finally have Dallas Stars hockey back in our lives, and we'll be talking all about this big matchup between the Stars and Predators in a second with Ann Kimmel over at Locked on Predators. But before we get into that, do you want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also rate and review if you like what you hear. And of course, follow me on Twitter if you do not do so already at Dane double underscore Lewis and the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Without any further hesitation, though, let's get right into today's crossover episode between myself and Ann Kimmel over at Locked on Preds. Welcome in, everyone, Stars fans, Nashville Predators fans alike. This is Dane Lewis with Locked on Stars, joined now by one of the hosts of Locked On Predators and Kimmel here to talk about tonight's big matchup between the Stars and the Predators. And how are you today? I am doing great, Dane. How are you? I'm excited to talk about this matchup. Yeah, I'm doing well and I'm excited. I know this is the Stars' first game back and I believe Nashville's first game back since the All-Star break, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, big game for both these teams getting back on the ice for the second half of the season. And want to start out this crossover talking about this Nashville team and kind of picking your brain on where this team stands because a lot has changed ever since these teams met up back at, I think it was November 10th, start of November, mm -hmm. uh, whenever these teams met up in Dallas for the first time this season. The Predators coming away with the victory in that game. And now the Predators are sitting in a pretty good spot, second in the division. 28-14-4 and four is their record, just behind Colorado by just a handful of games. But the guy that, I mean, I feel like elephant in the room with the Predators this season, or at least one of a uh, guy that I kind of want to ask you about, is defenseman Roman Yossi. And how yes. is he able to stay so consistent? And just throughout all of his seasons, he hasn't missed many games. It looks like, mm -hmm. you know, he plays 80 to 90% of the games each season. He puts up pretty good points. I don't think he's been below 30 points since 2012-2013. How is Roman Yossi been so consistent over the years and how is he you know improving this team this season to be where they are second in the division you know Roman Yossi is one of those topics that we go back and forth on when people say who's the MVP of the Nashville Predators and of course doesn't really matter the season you almost always have to say it's got to be Roman Yossi and he is so consistent um, he really is not just offensively or not just defensively but also offensively such an important part of the Nashville Predators he's such a smart 
hockey player, um, you know, very responsible defensively, but he also, they refer to him as the night crawler here because, uh, you know, he'll make a great defensive play on one end of the ice. And then before you know it, he's reappeared on, you know, in a different zone, ready to create some offense. And, you know, that's really sort of the magic that is Roman Yossi. He takes very good care of himself. Um, and you know, he really doesn't have a lot of trouble with injuries, knock on wood, of course. Um, and he just really is, uh, sort of the backbone of this Nashville Predators team. He's a very quiet leader and kind of more of a subdued personality. And he took some flack early on when he was named captain for maybe not being quite as, um, much of a vocal leader as what people thought that there should be. But I'll tell you, he is a captain who this team would follow into battle anywhere and really has been an MVP for this team this season. Yeah, he certainly, you know, I think MVP is the right word, leading the team in mm -hmm. points, helping, you know, lead the charge and putting this Predators team where they are. And another guy who's been responsible for that has been goalie UC Saros. How big has it been for this Predators team to kind of go from the departure of Pecorine to now, you know, pretty much not missing a beat when it comes to kind of having the face of the franchise goalie between the pipes night in and night out? How big has Saros been for this team and how important are his contributions to this Predators team? Well, when we talk MVP, the argument against Roman Yossi is, of course, UC Saros is the MVP. And, you know, you look at some of these Nashville games and Nashville overall as a team has improved a lot. But there are definitely still some games that UC Saros wins for this team strictly with his goaltending. Um, it was a huge loss to see Pecorine retire. And we have his uh, jersey retirement coming up here. Um, but it was a... It, a transition that people were a little bit nervous about. UC Soros had this reputation of being kind of a slow starter at the beginning of the season. It's not at all been the experience this year. He has come out. He's worked very, very hard. You know, all of the team has said how hard he's been working in the off season. Um, and you can really see improvements in his game where, you know, his lateral movement is so good. He's so precise. He's tracking the puck really well. And like I said, there's so many games in this season where you could point to the play of UC Saros is really saving it. The team has had some games where they faced 40 plus shots and come out and won. And, you know, that's a credit to UC in net. So it's been a, it's been a much smoother transition than I think people anticipated it was going to be. And I'll tell you, he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, uh, fun to watch. And I know he leads the NHL in saves. He's had a lot of shots thrown his way this season. Yes. Um, but he seems to handle the pressure pretty well for the most part. And uh, if this Predators team does fall behind offensively or even defensively a little bit, it, it's nice to know that this team has a guy that's as reliable as Saros, who's played nearly 40 games this season and, and done so well for this team. And uh, another guy, the third guy I kind of want to highlight on is Matt Duchesne. Uh, he's having his best season as a Predator right now. I think this is year three for him on this Nashville mm -hmm. team. Uh, why has he worked out so well for this team this season with 20 or 41 points 21 of those of points being goals whereas last season through 34 games played he really only you know posted pretty minimal numbers 13 points overall what has improved for him what has changed for him this season to where now he's having his best statistical year in a national predators uniform 
Yeah, Matt Duchesne is one of my favorite topics because he's really been doubted even here in Nashville. People have been kind of frustrated with his performance thus far, and yet he has come out and really changed things this year. And when you talk to Matt Duchesne and when you talk to head coach John Hines, they credit it to a couple of different things. Uh, but the main thing is the two of them sat down and just had some very frank conversations. Matt Duchesne wanted to ask about ice time and line, you know, line matching up. And that's been something that has been a struggle. John Hines is very much a if you play well you earn ice time um and matt duchene has struggled uh so they had some very frank conversations about what matt duchene felt like he could bring uh to the team in the right situation john hines saying here are the things that we're looking for you to do a little bit better to get you to that position and i'll tell you when i went to training camp one of the things that jumped out at me the most was how dramatically different matt duchene was playing he's playing much more physical uh he was winning board battles. He was in the mix. Um, you know, some of the great passing and offense that he was um, sort of known for before he came here that hasn't materialized or hadn't materialized yet. Suddenly we're seeing that this year. And it's really been a, a great storyline, the reemergence of Matt Duchesne for the Nashville Predators. Finally, I think fans are feeling like they're getting their $8 million worth this season with him. Certainly seems seems to be the case. And one of the best parts about sports is seeing guys like that kind of overcome some adversity and difficulty and, you know, rise above and help lead their team to, you know, success, which it seems like the Predators are on pace for a pretty successful season. And kind of on that note, the last question I have for you is, mm -hmm. in your opinion, do you think this is kind of maybe the year for the National Predators to make a, a you know, Stanley Cup push? I know this team has been in the playoffs and had a presence there the past several seasons. And but it just seems like a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys we talked about, Yossi, Duchesne, Saros, and even guys like Philip Forsberg, you know, they, they're kind of in that time of their career and age of their career where their prime is maybe kind of at, they're at the back end of it, but they're still mm -hmm. certainly in their prime and producing at a high level. Do you think this is kind of the year that everything's going to come together and this team has a legitimate shot? Or do you think that they're still kind of in the early stages of what could be a Stanley Cup finals kind of window? I think this very, very well could be the year for a, a deep playoff run. Nashville's been in the playoffs and hasn't been able to get past the first round the last couple of seasons. That's been very disappointing because on paper, they've had the talent. This is the first season where that on paper talent really has converted into on ice success. And so I think uh, we're feeling very hopeful here in Nashville that there could be a potential for a good deep playoff run. We faced some very difficult teams. Let's face it, this central division is tough. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, both our teams are really battling it out in this division. So I think this is a season where fans and I think David Poyle, the general manager and head coach John Hines are feeling like this is a, a good opportunity. That's not to say that I don't think they may do something uh, before the trade deadline. You know, there's always talk that they might add an offensive piece. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I think everybody here in Nashville feels like they're this team is kind of poised at a great place to make kind of a good, deep playoff run and, you know, hope for the best against some really tough teams. Yeah, certainly. And I agree 100% that this Central Division is tough this season. So it's a testament to how good this Predators team is to see where they are right now in the standings and, you know, being above teams like St. Louis and Minnesota. No, no small feat by any means, but that's going to, you know, do it for the first portion of the, today's crossover episode between Locked on Stars, Locked on Predators. We'll be right back with more talk on the Stars Predators game after a quick break.
This episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. You know, this is the time of year where people tend to give up on those New Year's resolutions. But hey, this year, if you want to stick to your resolution to eat right, you can do that with Built Bar. It feels almost like it's not really a resolution because you'll enjoy eating them. And they have Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried these, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They are fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. It's like eating a treat. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite and they have some incredible flavors. They have a ch uh, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and how about this one? A banana cream pie, which sounds fantastic. So these are going to be a great go-to favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low in calorie, high in protein. You can go around your house to all your secret stash of candy bars, pull those out, replace them with a Built Bar. They're gonna taste as good and they are gonna be way healthier. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and net carbs, and they are packed with 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar that usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. They have great flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. New this month, they have white chocolate cookies and cream. All of them are delicious. There's always new flavors coming out all the time. So be sure to check them out at built.com. If you go to built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Dane. Well, now it's my time to ask some questions. I've got a lot of questions about the Dallas Stars. This is a kind of a tough team to pin down from afar. So going to have you break it down for us. So if you had to say what one big storyline coming out of Dallas is so far this season, what would you say is sort of the main thing happening? Man, that is a, a loaded question, Ann. and yeah, if it makes you feel better, uh, I've been covering this team since training camp, and I think it's hard to pin down this team as close as I <laughs> as close as I am to them. It's been a, a weird year for the Dallas Stars, uh, to say the least. It's been an exciting year at times, but also been, you know, just kind of a, a down year. And I feel like mm -hmm. we're kind of in one of those weird stages uh, where it kind of feels like that because the Stars went into the All Star break with such a bitter taste in their mouth, uh, yes. losing a game that they that they lost that they, you know they had a lead. Three to one with about five minutes left against the Flames. And the Stars, of course, were competing with the Calgary Flames for that second wild card spot. And now they sit, you know, four or five points out of that spot. They can still get back into it, but they have quite the hill to climb, especially uh, over the next week, week and a half or so, starting with this game against the Predators, eight straight divisional games. But I think the main story wow. with this team has really just been just that the, the inconsistency so far this season. At their best, this Stars team truly does look like a team that can make the playoffs and also, you know, maybe win a round or two. Uh, they went on a seven game win streak around the late, late November, early December part of the season where they beat some teams like the Edmonton Oilers who are struggling now, but still always hard to take down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They beat the Carolina sure. Hurricanes. They did beat Calgary earlier in the season on the road and that, you know, easier said than done. And they, they've gone toe to toe with some other really good teams like the Rangers they've beaten the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and even that game against the Predators a while back, it was a, a pretty close, tight, contested game that the mm -hmm. Stars did end up losing. But 
you know, they look really good in those games, but then they've also dropped two games to the Ottawa Senators. They lost at home to the Montreal Canadiens. They've had some pretty close contests with the Coyotes. They haven't lost to Arizona yet, but some of those games have been a little closer than you might think they should be with a team like Arizona that's rebuilding, and especially given a lot of the pieces that the Stars have right now. They're just such a weird team, and, you know, on some nights they look like, dare I say, Stanley Cup contenders, and, you know, a lot of this core has been in the Stanley Cup within the past couple of years with that Edmonton 2020 bubble run. And then on some nights, they look like a, a rebuilding team like that of Montreal or Arizona. So that's been the biggest storyline this season is the Stars kind of struggling to find their identity on a consistent basis. No, yep. I, Nashville Predators have been there before, so I can definitely relate to the pain of covering that. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about, you talked about some key pieces. Talk a little bit about the goaltending situation going on there in Dallas. How is all of that playing out? Yeah, it, it's certainly been a weird ride, and that's been one mm -hmm. of the biggest storylines for this team, even going into training camp, because they had four guys on the roster that really could have been starters at any point with Ben Bishop, Anton Hudobin. Braden Holtzby, who came over in the offseason from Vancouver. And then, of course, Jake Ottinger, who's been a draft, you know, a draft prospect for the Stars mm -hmm. since 2017, played at the AHL level for a little bit. But now he's kind of come up and and risen as the legit NHL starter for, uh, you know, the Dallas Stars team and kind of seems to be the future. Now we all know Ben Bishop has retired. Anton Hudobin uh, was waived, but now is playing down at the AHL level for the Stars. And so Braden Holtzby and Jake Ottinger have kind of been the two guys this season. And Holtzby's been kind of a breath of fresh air for the Stars and for the fans. And I think this season has been kind of a breath of fresh air for him as well. We all know how good of a goalie he was back with Washington, you know, winning the Vesna Trophy, winning the Stanley Cup, but then yeah. had this weird fever dream kind of season with the Vancouver Canucks. With, with It was a weird season for everybody, uh, the 2021 season kind of was. And now I think coming to Dallas and playing with some other, you know, sappy veterans like Joe Pavelski, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, I think that that's really helped, you know, kind of, help him find a, a comfort spot, if you will. And uh, he's able to mentor a guy like Jake Gottendrew. He's having a good season in his own right. He's had mm -hmm. some stretches where he struggled against some good teams like Florida, Tampa Bay. But overall, he's had some really good games, especially as of late going into this break before the All-Star game. He looked really, really good. And so I think that you know the goalie situation is one of the strengths of this team because even though Ben Bishop has retired, he's still very much involved in the organization. And so I imagine for a guy like Ottinger having you know Braden Holtzby and Ben Bishop around to kind of mentor him and raise him raise his game to the next level. I, I mean that can only be beneficial for anyone who's a, lucky enough to sit under that kind of guidance. Oh yeah, that's definitely a benefit. Can you imagine? Wow. Um, so who else is having sort of a standout year, would you say, in Dallas? What players do you think are really performing well? Yeah, the the easy answer to that, and I, I you know talk about this all the time on Unlocked on Stars, is that is the top line for this mm -hmm. Dallas team is just out of this world. And I say all yeah. the time, and still to this day hold the argument that I think they can go toe to toe with you know just about any top line in the league. Joe Pavelski. Jason Robertson called their finalists last season. And of course, Rupe Hintz, they, mm -hmm. they've all just been lights out. It took Rupe Hintz a little bit of time to get going. Uh, it actually took him up until the first meeting with Nashville to get his first goal of the season, which at oh, that I point, remember. The, yep. Yeah. The season had been going on for about a month and he just hadn't scored. And you could tell he was frustrated, like in his, his post-game press conferences. And he finally got that puck to go in. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen him celebrate like that since. Uh, and, and the team was happy for him. And so, Whatever happened in that game, it seemed to break him out of this fog. He now has set, or 20 goals on the season, 37 points in total. And so he just plays so well with Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski, who's having his best statistical season at age 37, which is just insane. 
you know, an all-star this past, you know, the past weekend mm -hmm. in Vegas, kind of with a bunch of these younger guys. Uh, there were a bunch of jokes on Stars Twitter kind of made about all the people at ESPN talking about how old he is and kind of making <laughs> him feel like the the grandparent of the entire group with guys like Zegris there who's young and uh, yeah, j just so many young faces across the yes. league. And then Joe Pavelski's there at age 37, and uh, <laughs> but still playing really, really well. And I think similar to Roman Yossi, just takes good care of himself and mm -hmm. still finds a way to be competitive and uh, you know to help his team out, even though Joe Pavelski's a few years ahead of Yossi in that regard still kind of in the same manner finding ways to take care of himself but still finding a way to be an effective player and i, I say all the time uh here that it's a testament to how good he is that the coaches and other media of the of the stars that, that cover this team say that he's always the first guy out on the ice at practice and he's typically the last guy to leave the ice as well so i think that's a testament to how good he is and a reason why he's been so successful this season and that those are really the kind of the standout guys we have other good contributors on this team but there's a lot of inconsistency there but that top line is it's almost for for certain that you know they're at least going to get a point per game per player on yes. that line yep for sure are there any players where you feel like they just still aren't finding their groove that that maybe need to be stepping up their game yeah, yeah, there's a few that certainly fall into that category. And some of them are, are guys that have been staples of this team for quite some time. You look at guys like John Klingberg, who's been in the media lately with the trade rumors. And yes. uh, he, he's wanting a bigger contract, but he's just been a staple of the Stars team for so long. But only 23 points on the year, only one goal, which is just out of mm -hmm. out of the ordinary for him. He's been a, an offensive-minded defenseman for so long and still finding ways to get assists on the board. But he's committed a lot of turnovers this season that have led to the opposition getting breakaway opportunities that typically lead to goals and uh, you know that might allow a team to get back into a game or build on their lead or tie a game things like that tyler sagan and jamie ben other guys that have been on this team for quite some time have both kind of had down years tyler sagan seems to be finding his footing slowly but surely whereas jamie ben will have these you know two or three game stretches where he's putting up you know one or two points a game and then he'll be quiet and then he'll he'll put up the points a game or he'll get into a fight with somebody and then he'll be quiet yet again and so i'm hoping that this all-star break kind of props these guys forward to maybe step it up a little bit and see where they're at in the standings and i, I think you know the kind of the overall feel for the stars team is that this is probably the last year maybe for the next couple of years that you could legitimately say the stars could compete mm -hmm. in the playoffs just with guys like Pavelski, who's going to be a free agent at the end of this season, and Klingberg, who might be on his way out. Alexander Radulov's a guy who's, you know, his prime days are certainly behind him as well. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of good prospects down at the AHL level and even some guys playing in Canada right now that have been stars draft picks that, you know, show the future can be bright. But we probably won't see those guys at the NHL level for the next season or two. And so there's kind of this feeling that this is the last go around for th for this specific stars unit. And some of those guys that I just named Sagan, Ben, Klingberg really need to step up their game. I think if the stars want to legitimately have a shot to make the playoffs and contend there. Yeah. All right. So my last question has to do with special teams. One of the things that Nashville really is working on is not committing so many penalties. And it seems to me, this is something very important coming up for this game. Talk to me a little bit about special teams with the Dallas stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the special teams are very night and day with the Stars unit. The power play ranks sixth in the NHL, which I know mm -hmm. Nashville's top 10 as well, I think seventh or eighth uh, going into this game. And so that's going to be a really interesting matchup right there in itself. But the Stars do struggle quite a bit in committing penalties. And then when they do commit penalties, they don't always do a very good job of killing them. They rank 25th in the league in penalty kill percentage. Uh, and, you know, they can make any team 
uh, look really, really good on the power play. Even those teams that sit maybe in the bottom half of the league. I know Vancouver, who you know at, earlier in the season had a, a bad power play unit. Look, I think they scored two or three power play goals against the Stars. And so that's been a big issue for this team. And it's not just the penalties being committed. It's the guys that are committing the penalties. You'll have some of our best penalty killers you know, get put in the box yes. for tripping or roughing, interference. Guys like Miro Haskinen and uh, Luke Glendening. Michael Roffel, guys, you know, that aren't necessarily the biggest scoring threats, but guys that are really, really effective either with their stick or just their presence on the ice. And, and it makes it so hard to kill off those penalties when your best penalty killers are in the box. And so it's one thing to commit penalties. It's another to have your best PK players be the ones, you know, getting put in the box so many times. And that, that's really how the stars can put themselves in a deficit is allowing the opposition too many chances on the power play. And then, you know, you let them score two or three goals while at least maybe scoring one goal yourself. And the Stars team just isn't really made to mount those big comebacks. And so that could be, you know, a pretty dangerous thing for the Stars team going into this game, given how deadly this this Predators power play can really be. Mm -hmm. Well, coming up, we're going to talk predictions and cheat codes. What can each of these teams do to or what can the other team do to sort of steal the game away? We got that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the playoffs right to the big game in a few days. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Jumping back into today's crossover episode between Locked On Stars and Locked On Predators, Dane Lewis and Ann Kimmel, going to close out the show talking about our predictions for tonight's game. And, and how do you see this game unfolding tonight for the Predators and the Stars? You know, this is always a heated matchup. There is such a rivalry between these two teams. And in a Central Division as tight as the Central Division is, I think this is going to be a fantastic game and it's going to be a battle. I don't see this being a, a, a blowout game. I see this being a one, maybe two goal game. Um, of course, I'm hoping that Nashville uh, can pull it off. But I do think that you're right. I think it depends on which Dallas Star team shows up. If it's the Dallas Stars team that can defeat the Boston Bruins, then Nashville is going to have their hands full for sure. What is your take on the game tonight, Dane? Yeah, I agree 100%. I think both these teams are ready and excited and hungry to get back into action for both different reasons. The Predators looking to steal that top spot in the division from Colorado and to maintain what they've been doing throughout the first half in the Stars, looking to you know make up even more ground and get into the playoff conversation and kind of assert themselves there for good, uh, which I, I don't think that'll really happen until the end of the season. If it does happen, I think it's going to be back and forth with teams like Calgary, with Edmonton, San Jose mm -hmm. still kind of sticking around a little bit, uh, and Winnipeg, you know, not too not too far out themselves. And the Stars will be playing the Jets after this Nashville game. And so I, I think the Stars realize kind of how the situation is shaping up and that over these next eight games, which are all divisional games, they need to bring their A game night in and night out. Because I think, you know, the, these 
this next month or so kind of leading up to the trade deadline will be the true indication of if the stars team actually has a chance to make the postseason and it's all going to start tonight they have that bitter taste in their mouth from that last matchup with the flames and this is an opportunity to you know kind of push that back to the past forget about it move on and and like you said this is a, a heated rivalry so it's mm -hmm. not like they really need extra motivation either of these teams to go out and play hard because it's always a hard-fought matchup when these two teams meet up that's for sure so what can nashville do to win this game give me sort of the dallas stars cheat code yeah the the cheat code for this game and i, I think we talked about it a little bit last segment is if you can you know get the stars to commit penalties i think you're mm -hmm. going to be okay which i know it's hard to game plan and say make the other team commit penalties but yeah it, you know some teams have done it really well this season the washington capitals did it just a while back where they shut the stars out five to zero on home ice part of that was because their power play was so effective in that matchup and so mm -hmm. if you can get the stars to commit a lot of penalties and take advantage of those opportunities the the predators are going to come out of this game pretty satisfied uh because even if somehow the stars end up winning the predators can't say that they didn't have their chances and their <laughs> opportunities uh and, and you know it, it's a situation that as someone who watches the stars team uh, just knows that the stars could be in a lot of trouble with how good this predators team is if they commit too many penalties and what would you say uh to flip the coin is kind of the the predators cheat code if you will how can the dallas stars look to win this game you know, Nashville really has found their identity kind of in a style of hockey where it's very physical, a lot of forechecking. Uh, but when they have trouble is when they're playing against teams who are playing fast, who are playing on the rush, have breakaways. And that sort of slows up and trips up Nashville because they're not settling into their style of hockey. And I think pace will have a lot to do with it. I think if Dallas can come out and keep uh, Nashville sort of playing at a faster pace than what they're used to. I think that's going to work to Dallas's advantage. And, you know, I'm going to just tag team off what you said, exactly the same thing. Nashville has struggled committing penalties and they are very good at committing frustration penalties. So if Dallas can get under Nashville's skin, and I think we both know they can, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that could be a real advantage for Dallas. We could end up with some key players sitting, cooling their jets in the sin bin when we really need them on the ice. So I think if Dallas can kind of control and keep a faster tempo, that's going to be something that's going to keep Nashville kind of away from how they want to play the game. So there's definitely opportunities here for Dallas and Nashville is, is going to take this team very, very seriously. They know anytime they match up against the stars, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and I'm very excited to see this one shape out. And I know, like we said, the last time these teams met up, the Predators won. And and I'm just I remember during uh, the last segment, kind of in my head after that game, I remember being at that game in the the press box, waiting for the post game press conference. And the Stars actually waited back in their locker room for like 45 minutes for a player only mm -hmm. meeting. And so we know that the kind of effect these <laughs> that this rivalry can have. And uh, that was kind of a, a almost a turning point for the Stars. Pretty quick after that, they went on their their win streak that they had. And so maybe, you know, if the stars end up losing this game, it'll be another a turning point season, turning point in this season, because I, I guess it's just kind of the, the predators effect of, of getting in the stars head and, uh, <laughs> you know, taking a, a tough loss to a division rival, but always, yeah. you know, a fun rivalry. And it's certainly one of the newer ones in the NHL, but mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's super, it's super fun to get invested in. And uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup for sure. I agree. Absolutely. It has been delightful to talk to you about this, Dane. I'm very excited to see how this pans out. And of course, we're going to have to meet up again. We've got definitely some more games coming up. So I have a feeling we'll be talking quite a bit as this season continues its second half.
Certainly. Yeah, I know we'll have at least two more meetings that'll be happening in Nashville. And so certainly we'll need to, to be teaming up with you and Nick again. Always fun to talk with you guys and to talk about this rivalry. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's crossover episode between myself and Anne. Anne and Nick over at Locked on Preds do such great work. Super nice people. Uh, even though the Stars and Predators are rivals, myself and the host of Locked on Predators will be friends. Uh, even though you know we live in different cities, we root for different teams, we cover different teams, we can settle our differences there. So that's a reminder there. If you see a Predators fan at the game, you don't necessarily have to you know, befriend them and be their best friend, but be respectful, be kind, have fun with it, uh, but be kind to people that you see in the stands at tonight's game. And of course, always at Stars Games. Represent the Dallas Stars with pride, but also with class. Just a just, just a little sidebar right there before we close out the show. But thank you for listening to today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to subscribe to and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available wherever you can find your podcast at. Also, leave a review or rating if you like what you hear. You can, of course, also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there as well. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Make your second listen of the day the Locked on Bets podcast. The Super Bowl is coming up, people. You're going to want to place your bets on the big game. Be sure to check out Locked on Bets before you make all your betting decisions. Now, be sure to tune into tomorrow's episode for a full breakdown of the Stars-Predators matchup. Certainly going to be a lot to talk about with this rivalry. Really never an uneventful game between these two teams, so you're going to want to be here for that. But that's going to do it for today's episode, Stars fans. Have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight. If you're going to the game, have fun. Be safe. Be loud. Wear green. Go Stars. You know the drill. Have a great day, Stars fans. We will see you back here tomorrow.